Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Friday, October 6th, 2023. This is edition number 172 of season 8. We are still working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith. We're getting fairly close to the end of season 8 and the end of our study of the Westminster a confession, and my intention in season nine will be to work through the book of Deuteronomy, one chapter a day. That will begin on December 6th. So at the final edition of, of season eight, there will be a rather extended break. I'm going to be away for a number of weeks and will be returning at, both to my duties at the church, but as well as to the devotional itself Uh, December 6th is when Season 9 will begin going through the book of Deuteronomy. Today we're beginning Chapter 31 of the Westminster Confession of Faith, Chapter 31 of Synods and Councils. We're going to deal with paragraph number 1. Let's pray together first. Our Father in Heaven, as we come before you, before your Word, and we seek to learn and understand the things that you have given to us as a light to our path, we pray that your Spirit would attend to all that we say and hear. We ask that we would continue to learn these very important truths as summarized by this historic document, as summarized that summary of what your word does indeed teach us. We pray that you'd help us now by your spirit for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, paragraph number one, chapter 31, paragraph number one. For the better government and further edification of the church, there ought to be such assemblies as are commonly called synods or councils, and it belongeth to the overseers and other rulers of the particular churches, by virtue of their office, and the power which Christ hath given them for edification and not for destruction, to appoint such assemblies and to convene together in them as often as they shall judge it expedient for the good of the church. Now, this is a very simple paragraph. There's not a whole ton of things to really unload here or unpack. The fact remains is that the Bible gives us a very clear example of an assembly that was gathered, an assembly of the apostles and elders in Acts chapter 15, known as the Jerusalem Council. It was convened because of a particular controversy that had erupted in the New Testament church, and it was there that it was decided by a collection, a collective of the officers in the church, the elders and the apostles, as to a course of action, uh, speaking as they were uh, for Christ, as they they met and as they passed down their findings to the churches in a a letter that was circulated. But it is good on occasion to have these assemblies uh, here. The Westminster Confession references synods or councils. In my tradition as a Presbyterian, we call them uh, sessions. Uh, The session is the local body Uh, local government of the church. It's comprised of the ruling and teaching elders of a local body of believers. And it's there that we govern the affairs of the church, both matters of mundane and rather ordinary type things, all the way up to matters dealing with discipline, dealing with uh, moral behavior within the members of the church, dealing with those kinds of issues, as well as theological and doctrinal issues as we seek to interpret the Westminster Confession of Faith, the larger and shorter catechism, as well as our uh, book of church order into the life of the congregation here. The next level of assembly or um, 
a gathering of the officers of the church is known as the presbytery. That is a representative representatives of all of the teaching and ruling elders of all the churches within a regional area. Now I am, as by virtue of my office as a teaching elder, I am a member of Presbytery. I'm not a member of my local church. I am a member of the Presbytery. That is my church. It is there that my credentials are held. That is there to which I am accountable. Um, and I am held to account. But it is there that in our presbytery, Ileana Presbytery, we meet three times a year. We do the business of the church. We deal with all sorts of matters and issues, uh, reports coming out of various committees, recommendations and motions that are made to do business of the church, of the Lord's church, in an orderly way. The next highest court, the highest court in the PCA, the highest assembly, is the general assembly that is comprised, as you might guess, of all the churches in the Presbyterian Church in America. And so we gather to do the business of the church. We gather to do the work of the church. And so it's good that we do this on occasion. The General Assembly meets once a year. Our Presbytery three times a year. And the session here at Providence meets, well, once a month typically. Now, it's interesting that we have this chapter in the Confession because, indeed, it is a, it's an assembly. It's a it's a, a gathering of ministers, mostly ministers. There were some laymen at Westminster, but they were mostly ministers who penned the Westminster Confession of Faith. And so it's through that deliberated, that deliberation, a deliberative body, and through various debates and arguments and counter-arguments, they arrived at what we have as the Westminster Confession. In other words, all of this is to say that the church is not to be run by any one person. I don't run providence. I am not the king of this church. I am not the head of this church. The Lord Jesus Christ is. I serve alongside my ruling elders as we do the business of the church. It's the same at Presbytery. Not one presbyter, not one minister or ruling elder is in charge of presbytery. We deliberate together over particular matters and issues and we make motions and there's debates and there's changes to motions and a lot of things that might just bore you half to death most of the time. But the fact remains is that we do this as a deliberative body that we might get close or uh, as close to the truth as is possible for fallible men. And of course, the same thing happens at the level of the General Assembly. And so we convene together, as our opening paragraph says, as often as they shall judge it expedient for the good of the church. Now it's important to remember that as I serve on a session here at Providence or I labor at Presbytery or General Assembly, I'm serving for the good of the church. That at least should always be the motivation for serving in these particular capacities, whether it's on committee, whether it's on the floor of Presbytery, serving for the good of the church, serving for the good of the name of Christ as, uh, as an under-shepherd of, uh, of him uh, for the good of his people. And so it's good to have these things. They are far and away the best system of government that, the, that we have given to us in the Bible. It, it, it avoids tyranny, at least in practice. It should have, at least in theory, it should avoid tyranny in the church because there's no one single person that is actually running everything that goes on. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Monday edition, when we continue looking at chapter 31, may the Lord bless you today.
And may you serve him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. God bless.